You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Look at Bo giving a big smile to start off Thursday. You should hear how pissed off he was before we went, Mike, about something important that we're going to talk about in a minute. It's Throwdown on Thursday, 3.0. We're going to do that in the final segment. It's going to be great. Um, Isaiah Simmons wants to change his number. Uh, why is that interesting for the current state of the Arizona Cardinals? We'll talk about that in the second segment. There's a lot to get to today. Uh, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. A quick note, um, Apple Podcast seems to be having some issues. If you want to listen to Locked on Cardinals and you somehow can't download it from the Apple provider, we have Spotify. We're up on Spotify. We're up on Google Play. Stitcher. There's a bunch of different ways you can find Locked On Cardinals if you so desire. So just we've been going through back and forth. Um, and there's some issues with that podcast. So find it somewhere else because it's definitely it definitely lives somewhere else. Yeah, there's some easy like there's some odd places that people find their podcast. I was talking to Isaac the other day. I was, I just kind of, I was curious. I was like, how do you listen to the podcast? And he said Google Google Podcast. And then you know there's Stitcher. There's there's like Podbean. There's just random podcasting sites where you can when we say you can find us wherever you find podcasts you can find us basically anywhere thanks to the lockdown podcast network so we're going to talk about uh players being able to change their numbers single digits which i what's one of the best part about college sports is you just see you know a a great corner great safety wearing number one number two number five whatever um Bo, I'm going to talk to you about that in a second, but first, uh, we'd be remiss not to mention this is the 17th anniversary of the death of Pat Tillman. Uh, very important, obviously. Pat's run is still is bigger and better than ever every year here in Phoenix. Bo, why don't you uh, take it away? Yeah, Pat's run, it's going to be run virtually again in two days, and I can't wait for it to get back to where we're actually out there uh, right by Sun Devil Stadium, by Tempe Town Lake, running again together because it's one of the best events in Arizona each and every year. But you're right, Tillman lost his life in Afghanistan 17 years ago to the day. Friendly fire, you know, husband, son, Army Ranger, Cardinals, Sun Devil safety, hard-hitting safety, Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year, a guy that uh, was a big part of the Sun Devil Rose Bowl team, seventh-round pick, so he's a little bit of an underdog. And Tillman's legend is, is one of those that I will always remember. Him and his brother Kevin enlisted after 9-11, and Pat walked away from NFL Millions to fight for our country. And he's got the famous quote, you know, somewhere inside we hear a voice. It leads us in a direction of the person we wish to become. But it's up to us whether or not to follow. And I think, like, Pat Tillman inspired so many to want to become the type of person that he was. He was brave. He was selfless, free spirit, self-motivated, the underdog, but passionate about whatever he was doing. And it kind of just gives me chills to think about the two statues, Alex, that are up of Pat Tillman. One at Sun Devil Stadium, and it's incredible to see the ASU players run past him onto the field of play. And then the statue at the north end of State Farm Stadium in Tillman Plaza. Because both of them provoke us to tell the story to generations that might not know about Pat Tillman and tell him about who he was. 
And I know some people like to use Pat Tillman and champion their own current cause or stance. And I caution people not to do that. Yeah. And just remember and honor the legacy of Pat Tillman because it's it's just it's incredible. I, I'm you know, I I, uh, I I don't like to say too much about it because people get lost in what they thought he stood for and what he actually stood for. And I, at the end of the day, he just did what was right to him. And uh, he's a very inspiring individual. And Pat run, Pat's run is on Saturday. If you're not, you know, signed up, and I think it's too late at this point, but go go out and jog 4.2 miles or walk 4.2 miles uh, in honor of, of this Cardinals, Sun Devil, American legend. Yeah. Uh, my first introduction, I didn't grow up here in, in Phoenix. My first introduction to Pat Tim and otherwise, besides, you know, watching him play and knowing his story, uh, after getting after he got killed, uh, was I used I started radio with Kwame Lasseter, who just recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, passed away from a heart attack. I started radio with him. He gave me my first chance, and I asked him about Pat, and he's like, he's one of the fiercest dudes on the field. That in practice, in games, whatever, um, he had one motor and uh, he had one one gear, and uh, right. it was go. He's a great teammate, great person. And uh, getting that insight from Kwame, just it resonates now, especially now that Kwame's gone as well. Um, yeah, I mean, this day, this day resonates with everybody in Arizona, everybody in the country. And, and, um, we tip our hats to Pat Tillman on the 17th anniversary of his death. Um, there's no easy transition, so let's just do it. Uh, number change, uh, the, the NFL rule that's changed where you, uh, players can change their numbers. Uh, right. Jody, uh, uh, Jody, uh, Bo, Isaiah Simmons tweeted out, he wears number 48, not the sexiest number. He wanted right. to... Adhere to the I got drafted by this team guidelines. I'm going to tip my cap to the state. And he chose 48 because Arizona is the 40th state of the union. He's going to change his number. Bo, quick history lesson. What number did Isaiah Simmons wear in college? He wore number 11. He wore number 11. Who wears number 11 or who wore number 11 for the Arizona Cardinals for the last 17 or 18 seasons? Hopefully, for his 18th season, Larry Fitzgerald will continue to wear number 11. But Larry Fitz, I think, wore number one at Pitt when he played in college. Does, does Larry Fitzgerald, does he get intrigued by the the changing of the numbers? Does he wear a single digit does he, for his final season? No, you can't do that because... Yeah, is Kyler Murray going to wear a half? <laughs> is he going to go point five? Is he going to go NBA jock jams and, and, uh, and wear a like half? It's going to stand for his five, ten, and a half. That's what the that's half good. is going to be. Right, really important. <laughs> MTV Jock Champs. What was it called? What was the the, rock the ba- a rock and jock? Yeah, where somebody would always yeah. wear a half. Some idiot would always wear half um, or point six nine or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the the interesting part about the numbers is this is fun. Like this is what what is this? Your your grandfather or somebody getting a little bit older, loosening up the rules as they get older, or your parents loosening up the rules when you turn 17 or 18 because you've already made them lose all their hair, where it's like, you know what? Sure. Go smoke some weed in the offseason. That's fine. Absolutely. Because those things are starting to uh, dip a little bit. And then the number thing, I love it. There shouldn't be rules. There shouldn't be rules. It's like calling a 6'8 dude 350 pounds. You call him tiny. Let an offensive lineman wear number three. I know they won't because they're pretty much keeping uh, the same range for offensive and defensive line, but it doesn't matter. I think this is awesome, right? I mean, do you agree with me? Yeah. No, I'm I'm a guy that when I was bored in class in high school, I would just run down 
you know, through the numbers, I would go one to about a hundred, whether it was going to be in the NFL or the NBA, it's a little bit tougher because guys don't wear numbers, you know, usually higher it's, it's one through five. They, even in college, they have the rules where you can't have a number over five in, in each of the, of the denominations. But as far as baseball and football, I'm a big number guy. And I think when you, with, with Isaiah Simmons, especially the season that he had, and I thought that the number 48 was a stretch anyway to to kind of, you know, an homage to us being State 48. Yeah. I mean, it's, I understand there's the clothing brand company, there's the there's the brewery, but as far as I, he could use maybe just a, a, a changeup, and if he were to get a more a, a cooler number, single digits or you know between, you know, I know 10's taken, 11's taken. If if he had a cooler number. I'd, I'd be more apt to buy an Isaiah Simmons jersey. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if he doesn't wear a jersey. He just needs to perform better next year. I mean, but yeah, 48's the, the least sexy. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to wear 37. 37, that's my go-to. Not actually. Come on, actually, the Sanders was a great Yeah, I know, right when I said it. Right when I said it, damn it. Alex Clancy, <laughs> Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft on the Locked On Podcast Network. Search for Ultimate Mock Draft. You don't, it doesn't have to be on iTunes. It's catapulted to the top of, of listenership. I mean, it's been going on for less than a week. Like, it's insane what the Locked On Podcast Network is doing with this mock draft. Everybody's included. All of the Locked On NFL hosts for their respective teams are included. Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson are hosting it. Uh, we got into a little rift in the Locked On NFL Twitter DM a host group last night for him calling us loose cannons. Bo wasn't too happy about it yesterday. We've kind of calmed down a little bit today. Um, there's a lot of incredible things that will be happening through the draft on the Locked On Podcast Network. So you got to check it out after you listen to, of course, our daily Locked On Cardinals podcast. Coming up next, Larry Fitzgerald wears number 11. Is that Bad. number going to be open for Isaiah Simmons to take come the 2021 NFL season? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, we'll discuss it next. Locked On Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. Um, I don't know anything about cars. Uh, you've heard me talk about this a lot. Um, I don't want to be embarrassed by going to a chain storefront and having to ask a bunch of questions that I don't know the answer to and, and having to find p- parts that I don't, you know, I don't know where they are. I have to look in this huge book and try to figure it out. Rockauto.com's got you covered. They're a family-owned business. They've been around for 20 years. Just go to the website and just search for what you want. It's that easy. Okay, tail lamps, motor oil, carpet, whatever. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. The prices are reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers like you and me. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So this is a touchy subject. Bo and I have, and, and before, before I forget, again, throw it on Thursday coming up next segment, the topic, Bo, let's jump to that real quick. We do a Twitter poll uh, every Thursday morning. We put out a couple topics for what we what you would like us to debate about uh what were the topics and, and who wins what are we debating bo the topics are the second round need for the arizona cardinals what we're gonna kind of touch on right now will fitz return or a corner wide receiver at number 16 Ooh. those are the options you can still vote on them 
between now and when we have our throwdown Thursday. But right now, the leader in the clubhouse, corner versus wide receiver at 16, nice. will debate which is more important for the Arizona Cardinals to select come next week, yeah. a week from now. Holy crap. We only have five. We have five shows after this until the draft. Insane. Um, Larry Fitzgerald still hasn't made his decision. He's been playing a lot of golf. Uh, he's been doing his thing. He's been a human being outside of the spotlight. Good for him. Um, I've asked this once every couple weeks since the end of the 2020 season. Is there a point where this becomes selfish and not just self-reflection from Larry Fitzgerald? We're a week away. They have does, decisions they need to does make. Does that look like a guy that's that's ready for retirement? Do you, do, you, do you think he's been bulking up? Has he been putting? Has he been eating a little bit? Has he not been working out? He still looks like the same Larry Fitzgerald that we saw at the end of the 2020 season and we saw play for 17 years. You've said it. I've said it. This is a team that would be very tough for Larry Fitzgerald to say, well, I, I don't want to come back for year 18. I yeah. don't want to do it. I don't want to be a part of you know the most fun collection of talent that this this organization has seen probably ever. It's just unique. It's not like probably the best group of guys. I think that 2016, despite their downfall, mm -hmm. uh, was one of their best rosters ever. But, man, I, if you're Larry Fitzgerald, you're just trying to figure out, okay, what can I – this this washcloth of remaining dollars in the salary cap, what can I wring out of the Arizona Cardinals and come back and make it worth to me to to play one more season with Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins, with J.J. Watt, with Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, the list goes on and on. As the fourth option. At, As the fourth at, option, at highest. Sure. So, I mean, does that mean the Cardinals have to pay a premium to get him to come back? Because it's going to be a leadership role. Last year was kind of a surprise where he was used a little bit less than maybe we expected. Even What, he have 500 receiving yards? They could have used him a lot more than they did in whether it be scheme, Cliff Kingsbury not knowing how to use him, or Kyler Murray just not having a rapport with him that he does with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Keyshawn Johnson, Dan Arnold. Uh, if he's going to come back and have you know 30 catches for 300 yards, is it worth it for him if the price point's not there? You know, it's, and, and so let, let, let's just do this really quickly. Is, is there a chance that he goes – because there are now rumblings that Antonio Brown has not signed with Tampa Bay because they're holding that spot just in case Larry Fitzgerald wants to join the group. Is there a chance that Bruce Arians can lure Larry Fitzgerald away? That's the only guy that would be able to. Is there really a chance that that could happen? What would his role be in Tampa Bay's offense? I mean, you've got Mike Evans. You've got Chris Godman. You've got – as of right now, you've got Gronk, and then you've got O.J. Howard on that roster. You put him in the uh, slot. It, yeah, That's I where just, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians resurrected. Bruce Arians should get 10% of Larry Fitzgerald's earnings from 2015 to now because of what he there, did for his career. There's still a slot position open in the Arizona Cardinals offense. I, I just think he, would, he, would, still, he have, would have the ability to continue his catch streak, continue to chip away, and, and just – further solidify himself as the second best wide receiver in the history of the game. You know, the, the eye popping numbers from Jerry Rice, he, he continually gets closer and closer, uh, you know, despite people not thinking he's going to be able to, those numbers are attainable, but they are. Uh, I think that he would be just a fringe third, fourth option because Christian Kirk would be playing the slot for the first time in his career, really at the NFL level. So Larry knows how to play that position. Dan Arnold hasn't been re-signed yet. Right now, you just have Max Williams and Darrell Daniels on the roster. 
still looking for that big body threat, you know, a guy in the middle of the field as far as Larry Fitzgerald could play that role for this Arizona Cardinals offense. I see Copper State Sports talking, saying a couple things in the chat. And, you know, I agree. I Larry Fitzgerald understands that even at the veteran minimum, and it goes up depending on how many years you've been in the league. So it would be a pretty nice veteran minimum. It'd probably be pretty comparable to what Larry Fitzgerald could command to get, you know, out, outside of playing in the NFL, maybe being in the broadcast booth. So, you know, it's the Arizona Cardinals would be able to compensate him handsomely compared to the rest of the world. So he knows that, that that's there's value there. And then to be able to have maybe ride off into the sunset, I don't think it's necessarily hoisting the Lombardi trophy, but maybe for the first time in five seasons getting back to the postseason, that would be enough for Larry Fitzgerald to say, you know what, let's, let's do one more and then call it a career. Yeah, I mean, here's one thing. Uh, Cover State Sports says there – those reasons are why the money doesn't matter to him. Money has always mattered to Larry Fitzgerald. Like, let, let's not let's not yeah let's not get it twisted. He would not have come back for less than eleven million dollars the last four years. This it, it's a Larry Fitzgerald has been Arizona Cardinals since he was drafted. You know, obviously it took him a little while to come up the ranks with Anquan Bolden and Darnell Dockett and guys like that. Kurt Warner took over the reins for a little while because he was quarterback. But Larry Fitzgerald has been the foundation of this organization, and they've paid him. I don't know if it's whether to stay here or just to thank him for staying here, whatever it is. He's gotten $11 million, probably $5 million more a year than he deserved with his numbers on the field the last three or four seasons. So he's always been a savvy business guy, and he's got paid handsomely for it. What will happen now is does he want to come back, number one, regardless as a blanket question, does he want to play football anymore? Or does he want to go become a scratch golfer? Number two, does he think that this team is fun enough and would have enough drive to get towards the playoff? Is that worth it to him? Or the third option, which is the least likely to happen, does he want to go somewhere else and actually be like, you know what? Could be fun. Could be fun to get in the playoffs for the first time in several years. Where 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 else outside of Tampa Bay would that be? Tampa it's Bay. not Minnesota. No, you know he go to Tampa Bay. I just Tampa Bay. It's just it's it's even more crowded as far as offensive. That's weapons. not true. He'd still be wide receiver four there, like he would be here. Yeah, but it, it, there's there's a familiarity. Like Larry Fitzgerald's never caught passes from from Tom Brady before. I don't think that's you know, ever. I, I don't think that's like two guys that you'd put in in a in a blind on a blind date. Two guys in the NFL. You put on a blind date that would take two seconds to get to know each other. The guy with arguably the best hands in football still and the best quarterback we've ever seen. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk, they miss handfuls of games every year. There's, there would be opportunities for him to, to have some big minutes there in Tampa Bay. Now I'm talking myself into getting excited was- to watch Larry Fitzgerald play in Tampa Bay. I don't know. I, Alex Lancey, Bullbrook, Locked on Cardinals. Like, I, when it comes down to it, we're not talking about a wide receiver one anymore. We're talking about the most important person in the history of the franchise, but it's going to be primarily in a leadership role where you're going to be the wide receiver for. And I don't think they need to break the bank or offer the bank for him to come back. If he wants to come back, he will. I mean, is that is, is that a button to put on, or, I, or do we need to debate yeah, this for another? It's, it's going to come down to Larry Fitzgerald. Does he want to go through another training camp? Does he want yeah. to uh, go through you know adding a, another game to the, to the schedule, 17 games, 18 weeks? And then the postseason potentially. I mean, that's that's a grind. That's a grind. And at his age, you know, does does he want to go through it? 
Um, but he'll also have to keep in consideration, you know, this is, there is, this team has an opportunity. He has a chance to be a you know, part of something special after the disastrous 2018 season to kind of help take this rebuild to the next step and put the team from being irrelevant and having the ability to cash in on while they were down, but then also be there when they were successful on the field and relevant again. I think he, I think that's enough to have him come back and be a part of this one last time. He needs to let the Cardinals know who would need to let the media know soon. Like this is getting yeah. to the point where so, or it's just not important enough and you're going to go on as if he, as if he's not there. He could do it in July. He could do it in August, in my opinion. I don't think it matters. I think at some point it becomes selfish. There's a line of demarcation with how important he is to this organization. you got to give him a heads up. We'll talk about that. We have only one Throwdown Thursday topic, damn it, and it's not going to be that. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked on Cardinals, Throwdown Thursday 3.0. Coming up next, you decided we're going to debate next Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've got NBA ramping up. Got NHL ramping up, Major League Baseball in full swing. BetOnline.com's got you covered for everything. They have real up, real updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So I'm 2 0 in these debates. Uh, <laughs> Bo has pretty much mailed it in. I don't know if he's uh, starting his own, you know. Uh, line of hair products. I don't know if he's grooming his beard when he's trying when instead of prepping for these debates, but he's been uh it's been weak sauce so far. Of course I did. No. Paige Democrats from the Draft Network solidified that. Alex Clancy Bobrock, locked on Cardinals, at Bob Brack for him, at Clancy's Corner for me on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. We I mean I haven't thanked anybody this week and and, and we um We'd like to, so really appreciate everybody who listens, watches, debates. Our our Twitter uh, Twitter stuff has never been more prevalent. The conversations we have, the engagements. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who listens every day, once a week, once a month. Tell your friends. We're trying to build this as high as possible uh, ahead of what's going to be a super exciting 2021 season. So, Bo, uh, throw it on Thursday, 3.0. What were, the, um, what were the options on the Twitter poll, and what are we debating? Second round need for the Arizona Cardinals, 49th overall. That's a good what one. should be priority? Will Fitz return? So we just kind of debated that already. Yep. So you know that's not going to be the topic. <laughs> the winner is should the Cardinals select a cornerback or a wide receiver at 16th overall? 48.9%, almost 49% people of people wanting us to throw down Thursday on that topic. Okay. I've gone first the last two times. Uh, yeah. You get the reins first on this beautiful Thursday. Unlocked on Cardinals. All right, I'll take it. Absolutely. And the uh, I think it's pretty simple. The Arizona Cardinals, when you think about where their downfall was in the final two games of last season, what cost them playing in January was the offense. What have they done this offseason to improve the offense? You could probably argue that at cornerback, it's it's kind of the status quo as far as performance. Malcolm Butler would equal Patrick Peterson. 
Drake Kirkpatrick didn't make that big of an impact for this defensive secondary. So the secondary, I mean, I know Alex is going to try to argue that it's a big, huge priority, but, you know, ignorance is bliss for Clancy. I'm looking at the numbers and I'm looking at an offense that's lacking playmaking outside of DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. 16, the Arizona Cardinals select the best available wide receiver. Is it Devontae Smith? Is it Jalen Waddell? The two playmakers out of Alabama. Should the team aggressively move up and take a guy like Kyle Pitts or even Jamar Chase? I think that they absolutely should. I saw even in the chat that uh, Peter Schrager is saying that the Arizona Cardinals have inquired, and, and I saw this yesterday as well, about trading up and, and selecting a wide receiver because they know that their offense, the additions of A.J. Green and James Conner, are not going to do it. When you look at the trio of wide receivers, including Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and the Isabella, down the stretch of the 2020 season, they combined for under 200 yards and we remember that Larry Fitzgerald touchdown. That was the only one of them. If you look at A.J. Green during the final eight games of last season, 226 yards and a pair of scores, a catch percentage under 40%. The Arizona Cardinals' biggest remaining need is playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins. It's not the cornerback. Malcolm Butler, he's going to give you at least a stop gap. And then the Arizona Cardinals at 49, they can look to address at a deep position the cornerback spot. Oh, man, I just blacked out. That was terrible. It's absolutely incorrect. 100% unadulterated, incorrect statement. I'm going to tell you why. There's two things. One, if you give Cliff Kingsbury Jerry Rice as a rookie, he's not going to maximize his talent because Cliff Kingsbury is ill-equipped to look at an offense and transition it to work at the NFL level. That's number one. Number two, Vance Joseph, that's where he cut his bread was DBs. And I say you take the best available corner at 16. We said in our mock draft, we said Caleb Farley's the guy. You draft a cornerback, and you move forward with one of the better defenses in the NFL if he pops. And let let me just run down a list. Let me run down a list of names that a wide receiver won't help defending. The Cardinals are going to have to worry about next year. Robert Woods, George Kittle, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, uh, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Brown. That's a lot of number one wide receivers the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to stop next year. And if you draft a wide receiver at 16, that's not going to help the defense stop them. Vance Joseph's ability to fuse this defense into what he wants it to be. What he wants it to be will... You're getting emotional. I'm not. I'm not. I just I almost threw up thinking about what you said first. Uh, drafting a corner is a tool that Vance Joseph will need to take this defense to the next level. Drafting a wide receiver with the stunted offensive mind that Cliff Kingsbury has is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe where you take the whole cake and just throw it down the drain, which would be throwing the dra- throwing another year of Kyler Murray's rookie-scale contract down the drain if you drafted a wide receiver at 16. What, what are you even talking about? Out of the gates, by the way, you fell on your face. He Where Vance Joseph does what? He cuts his bread? Yeah, you cut bread. It's where he butters his bread, or where he cuts his teeth. Cuts his teeth. What? What? Which? What are you? What are you going for there? 
Because cut his bread is, is not a, is not a saying. And people cut bread, so that's a true thing. Yeah. He, he executes cutting the bread. He executes <laughs> elevating DBs. It's the same damn thing. Keep up. There's no phrase out there that it's where he cuts his bread, and there's there's loose no cannonball made about a wide receiver versus a cornerback. He taught you even said it at the end, Kyler Murray. It's all about making K one happy, and how you do that. It's not bringing in a 34 year old wide receiver. It's not signing a 25 year old running back that can't stay healthy. It's going out there and getting him finally that playmaker that he can get the ball to underneath and to make plays. Christian Kirk's fallen short there. Larry Fitzgerald, father time, finally flexed on him. Andy Isabella is on the side of a milk carton. This offense hasn't improved from the end of 2020 in this offseason now. 16 is where they have to improve and bolster this offense, and it's by taking a wide receiver, Alex. There's, there's, no, there's no argument to be made. The defense is fine. The defense is going to improve because, like I said, the secondary is going to remain the status quo. They were fine. They didn't cost them the playoffs last year. They were good enough. The defensive line, the front seven, it improved, and it's only going to make those guys in the back end of the defense better. The defense is fine. Offense needs help. That defense lost to two backup, two backup quarterbacks in week 16 and 17, didn't they? The no, defense did, right? Scored, no, the offense scored less than 20 points combined. That's not going to win any football games. Bo? Their defense well enough. Bo, you look at the offense right now, and you tell me that it's not better than it was at the end of last season? It's not. With A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson, they, James Conner? They did, they did upgrade the offensive line. But as far as their playmakers are concerned, it's not any better. The two best it's players on the team are on offense already. But that, that proved to not be good enough last year. I don't know what you are buying into the misconception that's around the league that the names of Christian Kirk, potentially Larry Fitzgerald, some people still see Andy Isabella in the second round that he was selected in, that he might be viable, the wide receiver and you're, position. You, you know that he's not. Okay, and you're the, buying into the mindset. You're buying into the mindset that two 30-year-old pass rushers are going to be able to execute what they did five years ago. The whole the, this whole This whole thing, this whole mantra that the pass rush five got better – the whole, the whole mantra that the pass rush got better, we don't know if the pass rush got better. The pass rush got better, so because the DBs are weaker, a strong pass rush will make up for the DBs. That's not true. We don't know what's going to happen with that pass rush. We don't know if Isaiah Simmons is going to come into his own. We don't know what Malcolm Butler has at 31. What we do know is the most glaring need on this roster, offensively or defensively, is at cornerback. And there is no question that if they don't take a corner at 16, Stevie Baby should be removed from his post. It's true. Look at the roster. You just rattled off guys on the defense that are going to play big roles in their names and their production. We don't know if that's true or not. You can't do the same for the offense. You can't. You can do the same for DeAndre Hopkins. He's in his prime. It's too deep on offense. On defense... There's more in the cupboard. Really You're wrong. Really, all you need is what the offensive line has Thank lifted you. up for this Thank offense. You. It's going to make every single. You're an idiot. It's going to make every single. Well, first of all, with the offensive line strengthening, it's going to make Kyler Murray's job easier. It's going to make James Conner look like a Pro Bowler compared to what Kenny Drake looked like last year potentially. And DeAndre Hopkins is the second year in the offense where he's the best receiver in the NFL. 
if he were to get the targets that Devontae Adams gets, that Amari Cooper gets when he's healthy, that Justin Jefferson gets even with Kirk Cousins, if he gets those types of targets, Michael Thomas, he could have 2,000 yards receiving. He could have had it last year, and that's true. That's already there. That's already in place. The offensive set is in place. We don't know what Vance Jones is going to be able to do with the defense this year when what he did last year was masterful after Chandler Jones went out. You can't replicate that. The secondary is so weak when you take away Buda Baker that it's an absolute need for the Arizona Cardinals first at 16. Baker's on the roster. Jalen Thompson's on the roster. So you're going to say Jalen Thompson. You don't need to draft somebody at 16 because Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy are on the roster. No, I'm just saying there's there's more there's more there right now for the Arizona Cardinals and especially what can be done and what's what kind of havoc's going to be wreaked on uh, the is from the defensive line from JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, two potential Hall of Famers, a guy that had 19 sacks a season ago, two seasons not ago, five years ago, 2019. Yeah, one season removed. They from won the five games sacks. that year. Pretty good. He didn't have anybody else that was rushing the passer. Now they've got they've got Gardeck coming back. They've got Marcus Golden. There's more on the defensive side of the football than there is on the offensive side of the football. A big-time playmaker would absolutely do wonders for this offense. Somebody please play Alex his music. He's done. His speech is over. Take the L. I'm going to cut my bread wherever I damn well, please. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. I'll give that a push because of my terrible uh, my terrible start to mine. I was just mesmerized by the S that you were just spewing out for the first two and a half minutes. I can't believe it. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.